The other day, I bought a loaf of bread. Well, nothing strange or different in that is that buying a loaf of bread. But it was a, a really lovely sort of wholemeal loaf that was a sourdough. And it tasted a bit sweet because there was honey in it as well. What a lovely loaf it was. And it also had not just that sweetness from the honey, but there was salt. And you could you could pick up both of those taste sensations on your tongue. You know. Being lazy and the children out, we thought we would have lunch in front of the telly in the lounge. Well, of course, I took a slice of the bread that I'd cut and I buttered it and it slipped and it fell. And what way up do you think it landed? (laughs) Ah, well... For a change, it was right way up. Although there was crumbs to hoover up, it didn't have that stickiness on the carpet. That might have been a different story, mightn't it, if it had been butterside down. But things in life can work out different ways, can't they? Sometimes it's a simple clean-up job, quite tidy. Maybe even it goes perfectly right and I manage to put it on the plate properly in the first place. But sometimes there's a real mess. You, not just me, you are like the salt. The ingredient in the bread and in the butter. The thing that gives a different taste, the white stuff, fine crystals that can be poured, something that could be used as a preservative or to lower the melting point of ice or used in a a solution for cleaning a wound. Pure salt in the first century was more than just a little bit of flavour. It was essential for life. Not taken in excess, of course. Uh, You know, you end up with heart disease and stuff like that, don't you? You know, you have to limit your salt intake, but you also need your salt intake. It's something to be kept in balance. But if the salt was contaminated by gypsum, It might look similar, but becomes worthless. It becomes no use for keeping the fish fresh. No use in cooking. No use in restoring the salt that had been sweated out working in the hot sun. The salt had lost more than its flavour on the taste bud. It had lost its flavour of life. You're not just salt. You have light. 
You are light for the whole world, light that gives vision where there is darkness. And let's face it, there is a great deal of darkness in the world. A light will shine, giving direction. You shine a torch on a path to ensure you don't stumble. A light shines, showing there is a presence. Why there's lighthouses. It's why people might leave a light on at night, maybe not so much at this time of year. But when they go out in winter, it suggests that somebody's home and the burglar might think twice. When a light shines, it brings a warmth, a sense of security. It helps us see better. But if you hide hide the light under a jar or turn it off at its switch, darkness returns. Jesus proclaimed that we are not to lose flavour or indeed not to hide the light of God's spirit. Instead, we are to praise God with our way of life. And he knew that being a follower was not going to be easy. If it were easy to always live as God wishes then there wouldn't have been a flood. If it was easy to live as God wishes, there wouldn't have been a need for the Ten Commandments and the law. If it was easy to live as God wishes, there would have been no need for Jesus to die on the cross to forgive our sins because we would not been sinful people we would have lived as God wishes no need for the Holy Spirit to come at Pentecost there would be no need for the Bible because we would simply understand what we were doing we need the word for teaching for rebuking for inspiring But of course, when we decide that it is easy to live rightly, do it all the time, yeah, that's easy. We switch off from reading the word, from listening to that teaching like Jesus gave in the Sermon on the Mount. We go away from God's way. We choose our own direction. Jesus came that the law may be fulfilled. And so he starts to teach the crowd that they need to focus on the will of God, which means obeying the full meaning and the spirit of the law rather than the spin and words given by the Pharisees. You know, it's said that there's uh, lies damned lies and statistics, you know, and the politicians play with those, don't they? They choose what they give us, and so do other people. They spin out the story in the way that they want us to hear it. It's what the Pharisees had a habit of doing, taking the law, 
bending it into the shape that they wanted, enforcing that on the people. And Jesus had to cut through the yeast of the Pharisees. He had to cut through the popular misunderstandings and preach about the true desire of God's heart for our hearts. And to do this, Jesus uses phrases like, you know that our ancestors were told, well, you know the commandment which says, but I tell you, you have been taught, but I tell you, you have heard people say, but I tell you, Jesus is not really toughening up the commandments, but he is explaining the spirit that God wishes us to approach our lives with. Each one of these uh, concerns a form of relationship that we might be in. Our marriage, a business deal, uh, how we relate to other members of the church, how we relate to somebody that we've got a disagreement with. It relates to people we like and people we dislike. It relates to those sort of relationships where someone asks for something which will cost us to give it to them. And in all of those circumstances, Jesus says we must do our best to both act honourably towards whatever's gone before and to love the person, whoever they are and whatever they have done to us. Now, of course, that's a difficult thing to do, to love the person. quite easy to speak of being a people of love and how we are one family and obviously although you have disagreements with the family you love them but there are times when to love others it becomes almost impossible unless we are truly trusting in God and seeking his way. Today is the 7th of July. It's the 14th anniversary of the London bombings. How, as the years pass, it might slip from our mind, such an event. But in the wake of the bombings, the mum of one of the victims struggled with her faith, and I'm sure you probably remember that from the news stories at the time. Julie Nicholson took the honourable decision to resign from her role as a vicar because she couldn't reconcile where she was emotionally from the spiritual need to forgive. She found the exercising of her ministry was just too painful. The Christian life is hard. It's not easy. And it's sometimes not until we find ourselves in a real time of test 
that we realise quite how hard it is. Jesus' teaching in the Sermon on the Mount can help us to travel in the right direction. Not leaving a mess behind, not the crumbs and certainly not the butter stuck to the carpet. But helps us retain our saltiness. Helps us remain shining brightly throughout. Remembering that the taste and the light that we ourselves have received is not simply for our benefit. It's for God's purpose. To praise his majesty and to seek the growth of his kingdom. Let us do our best to live the life that he calls us to. Recognising that if we try it by ourselves, we will fail. We can't do it without knowing his love. Seeking his Holy Spirit's wisdom and strength. And also trusting in God's forgiveness for the times that we fail. Amen.